What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Sexy Savvy Strong podcast with your host. I am Simone, and I am so happy to be back with you guys today. And in today's episode, I am going to be discussing a very important mindset foundation when it comes to your health and fitness. And that is learning the difference between fear and trust psychology. This topic is so near and dear to my heart, and I wish I knew about this when I started on my fitness journey a while ago. But you know what they say, (laughs) better late than never. And, you know, once you learn something and it's helped you so much, I really feel like it is my duty to share this message with every single one of you listening today. So, in my opinion, I think that this is one of the most important aspects of fitness. And I think that this should be learned and addressed before embarking on any fitness journey, before you want to lose weight or gain muscle or get in good shape or get healthy. I really do believe that this topic is paramount for you to learn before because it will save you so much frustration and so much time as you go. So when it comes to fear and trust psychology, it's so important to understand the human psyche, our human mind. And we have these little parts of us that we might not even be aware of or conscious of until we stop and look at them head on. So what do I mean by fear psychology? When we're in a state of fear, This is the part of us that doesn't always make logical sense when it, and especially when it comes to our fitness. So I'll give you a few examples. If you are afraid of certain foods, if you're afraid and you think certain foods are bad for you, or you don't want to have them in the house because they give you anxiety, that comes from fear. Another example is you're afraid that you might go off track and um, lose all your progress and then say, oh, I'm a failure, I blew it, I can't do this, this is too hard. Another example is you might be afraid that you're not exercising enough or you're not exercising hard enough and that you feel like you have to keep going and doing more because you're afraid that it's not enough. Another example is being afraid of going to social events or going out to dinner or gatherings that involve food where you're so obsessed about, oh my God, what's going to be there? What kind of food is going to be there? Am I going to be able to stay on track? Am I going to just eat everything in sight? That's um, a really common one. And another example is being afraid that you're never going to arrive at your goals, like the fear that you might never get there and just having that anxious feeling in your body and in your mind. And one more example is being afraid of gaining weight. Like say you have a day where where your nutrition isn't on point or if you don't work out, it's that anxiousness that, oh my God, I'm just going to gain a bunch of weight and I'm so afraid And it really leaves you in such a state of disempowerment. And so all of these examples that I just listed can cause you to be so anxious. And it's such an unhealthy frame of mind to be in. And it's a terrible place to live in. It really is an internal battle between your two ears. And not many people talk about this. 
but I want you to know that it is super common. I've been there. I lived in this state of mind for years. And I want you to know that if you're in this state of mind, that there is hope and there is light and you can rewire your brain and your thinking and recondition yourself to get out of this state of fear and instead get into a state of trust. Now I'm going to go into some examples of trust psychology. So trust psychology is when you trust yourself in any food environment, whether you're home alone or whether you are at a holiday with your family or if you're out to dinner with your friends or your beloved or whether you're in any food environment, you got your own back and you inherently trust yourself to make a great decision and you know in your heart that you're going to learn from every choice that you make. Another example is trusting your decision-making ability and the wisdom of your body when you're able to really learn to slow down and get out of your head and drop into your body, your body is really smart and your body will give you signals that you're full and that you're satisfied. And this is a practice that I'll get into in another podcast episode, but that's just briefly how I wanted to introduce that. Another example is trusting your journey and expecting that You're going to have challenging times. They're inevitable. And knowing that you'll be able to learn and extract wisdom from those challenging times. You're going to have times where you overeat. You might have times where you binge eat. You might have times where you undereat. You might have times where you are obsessive about food in your body. And looking at it from a place of, okay, this is where I'm at on my journey and I'm going to commit to working through these things. And I know that all these parts of the journey are such an important part of my personal growth and development. So rather than like being in a rush to figure it out in 30 days or 60 days or 90 days, it's like, no, my relationship with food and fitness and, um, exercise in my relationship with myself, it's forever. So you can relax and slow down and not feel such a sense of urgency to have it all mastered in 30 days or 60 days or 90 days. Another example is trusting yourself when you go out to dinner or trusting yourself on a holiday. And in those times where there is an element of the unknown and saying, okay, I'm not going to try to micromanage my life and not go to dinner or not go and celebrate this holiday with my family and be so afraid of the outcome. Instead, like I'm going to I'm going to build this muscle. Like I'm going to go to dinner. I'm going to go to my friend's barbecue and I'm going to trust that I can make a savvy decision. And if I eat a little more than I want to Okay, like how can I learn from that? Was I actually hungry, like physiologically in my body? Or was I just like mindlessly eating and I kind of just just like checked out a little bit? There's so much you can learn from every encounter you have with food. And another example is trusting the truth, which is what you do consistently matters so much more than what you do once in a while. 
And this is the power of habit, right? So when you have good habits and you have those little default things that you go to, whether it's protein and vegetables at most of your meals or drinking enough water or training three to four days a week, those things that you develop over time, those things matter more than what you do once in a while. And lastly, trusting that you can have a healthy relationship with food and exercise despite what your history has been. So maybe you have had such a history where you've been so anxious and in so much fear and so much overwhelm and worry and that has taken up five or 10 or 15 years of your life. When you flip that and say, okay, I'm gonna do the work and I know that it is possible for me to rewire my brain and who I am as a person and trust myself around food and with developing a healthy exercise program and being in the unknown and really trusting myself, that thought right there is so empowering. So why should you care? Why is this important? You should care, and this is important because Your relationship with food and exercise is forever. It doesn't last you a month or two months. And it's one thing to get super strict for a short period of time, whether you have like an event that you're planning for, say like you're getting married or you're going on vacation or something. But then what happens when you rebound like crazy because your approach was so strict and so extreme and you sacrificed so much and you restricted and deprived yourself, but then you end up overindulging on the other end of the spectrum so much. And then you're like, so you're so upset because you're like, Oh my God, what happened? Like I worked so hard and then I blew it. So that's why it's so important to take the time that you need to learn the skills, not only the mindset skills, but the behavior skills as well to develop a lifestyle with habits that you can do for the rest of your life. And doing the work up front is going to save you a lot of stress later on. And like I mentioned before, anyone can tough it out for 30 days or 60 days or 90 days, but it's like, what happens six months from now? What happens a year from now? And it's so important for you to do this work up front so that you build a strong foundation of which everything else builds upon later. So you might be asking, how can I start? Like what action steps can I take to get out of this fear mindset and get into a trust-based mindset? I am a huge fan of journaling. Journaling has helped me so much over the years with my own food and fitness journey. And I can't even tell you how powerful journaling is. And the reason why is because when you journal, when you take a pen to paper, our hands are an extension of our heart. And so when you write out anything, you're able to access your heart and what's really going on. And sometimes your mind can't get there alone through thought alone. When you actually take the time to write and you have just like a stream of consciousness, like whatever comes through, you're really able to access like what is in your heart. So what you can do 
is take a journal and start just writing out what your relationship with food is like. Is it good or is it a little bit unhealthy and obsessive? Are you anxious around food and like obsessive or do you feel like you have a pretty neutral or relaxed relationship with food? And you can also do this with exercise. It can be so easy to start exercising and then you fall in love with it. But then before you know it, there's a dark side and you can start to become obsessive with exercise and like feel like you have to do it and you can develop a compulsion. So it really is about learning like where do I fall on that spectrum? Am I in a state of fear and anxiety or am I in a state of trust in knowing that I got this and that I can have a sustainable relationship and a healthy relationship with food and exercise? Step two is work on reframing your beliefs so that they come from a place of trust rather than a place of fear. So I'll give you a tangible example of this. So one belief that you might have is, and this is a common one that I see all the time, and I used to be this person too, so I can relate. I don't trust myself to have cookies in the house because if I do, I will eat the whole entire box. That comes from fear. Reframing that belief would be, I am going to buy the cookies and practice having one or two cookies and see how I feel afterwards. I know that I can't mess this up. This belief right here comes from trust psychology. So it's putting yourself in that environment where you're afraid and saying, okay, I know that I can do this. I know that I can practice this new skill rather than saying, oh, I'm never going to have the cookies in the house. And then God forbid, when you get your hands on the cookies, you end up binging and eating all of them. And step three is work with someone to help you along this journey. Going from a fear-based mindset to a trust-based mindset does not happen overnight. It takes time. And it's so important for you to have your expectations in the right place. Because if you have been hardwired your whole life to feel like you have to chronically be dieting or cutting foods out or afraid of the social gathering or the barbecue or the dinner. You've been running that program for a while. And to rewire that and to change that part of your brain is going to take some time and it's going to take a commitment. It's going to take a strategy and it's going to take repetition and accountability. And if you are interested in coaching and need help with this personally, you can send me an email. My email is simonealexispino at gmail.com. And I would love to help you on your journey. And that's all I have for you today. If you have any questions or if you want me to cover any topics that you're interested in, you can send me an email and you can also follow me on Instagram. My handle is at sexy savvy strong. And if you found this podcast to be helpful, please share it with someone that you think will benefit from it. I would be so grateful for you doing that. And that would really mean so much to me. 
Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope that this podcast episode was valuable to you and I'll see you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.